I'm Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle. The Christian Girl's Guide to Modern Dating. We are just two single girls trying to help you navigate dating well as Christian women. And we have a fun episode for you today. This has been one of my favorite ones to plan. Oh my gosh. I think ever. Yeah. We have laughed so hard planning this one. This is (laughs) going to be super fun. A little bit of snarky, whole lot of humor. But helpful. Super helpful. Yeah. Yes. So... We've we've got a good episode in store for you guys. But okay. first, a couple things before we jump in. I would like to give a shout out to our first level four patron, Cheryl. Hey, with, Cheryl. Hey, Cheryl. Thanks so much for your support and your partnership and your awesomeness. Yes. We are so appreciative it and means so grateful. So, much. so Cheryl actually got to listen to this episode on Monday. That's true. She's listening to Couchcast today. today. Yeah, so she's ahead of the game because she's a level four patron. Plus, she gets all kind of other fun stuff like mm-hmm. online dating resources, a bonus episode, all this extra audio content. Yeah. If she creates an online dating profile, she can send it to us for us to review it and help her with it. Have we talked about that before, that we will like personally review your online dating profile? I think we've mentioned it once. Did we? Okay. But just as a reminder slash FYI, if you become a level four patron... And you make an online dating profile, you can email us screenshots, and we will give you feedback on it. Yeah, because, so. like, you walk through all of the resources we've created. It walks you through getting a profile set up. Then email us what you've set up, and we will go back and forth with you personally and give you some ideas, some suggestions, some things that work for us, yep. that sort of thing. So, yeah. It's a nice perk. It so, is. If you want to be like Cheryl, which who doesn't, obviously, from the sound of it, then you should go to our website, lookingforthemiddle.com, click on the resources tab at the very top, and you will have a plethora of partnership options You'll to be pick well from. on your way. Yes, and you can move forward and getting all kinds of fun new bonus yeah. things. And there's we're always working on new stuff too, so there'll be more stuff definitely in the future as well. Like we have a Q&A video coming up yes, later this do. month. Yes, we do. So, super excited super, about that. Super excited, and that's exclusively for our partners. Yep. So, you should go be a partner is all we're saying. But thanks again, Cheryl. Yes. We're so so grateful. You're awesome. Okay, Bethany. Yes. You have the question of the day. Okay. My question of the day is, if you could visit any place in the world, where would it be and why? Ooh. Like, tomorrow you could go anywhere. London. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't think I would have guessed that about mm-hmm. you. I, have that you is... been before? No. Okay. So I've never been to Europe. Okay. The only place I've been internationally, places. I've been to the Bahamas. Okay. And I've been to Israel. Oh, yeah. Okay. And that is it. So London is the very top of my list. Cool. I just think it would be so much fun. I also am kind of partial to going places where they already speak English. Um, just because it makes it a little easier. Going to a foreign country where they don't speak English kind of scares me a little bit. Gotcha. If I would go with just like a friend and we didn't know yeah. anything. But yes, London is a oh, very... That's a good one. I want to see like, you know, Buckingham Palace uh-huh. and Big Ben and go when it's cold Everything. and rainy fish and chips and tea and everything else yeah (laughs) go see where um taylor swift has a place in london we can you can walk past it it all goes back to taylor swift yeah you know it's got to okay (laughs) what about you okay i kind of have two okay because right now the top of my list is the grand canyon like, I'm dying to go to the Grand Canyon and just see it. Which we might be. Take pictures. Yeah, hopefully, fingers crossed, 2020, here we come. Yes. So that's, that one's kind of like a, a temporary number one. Okay. Because that's feasible. Like, right. that's probably going to happen. Too. Totally. But, like, my legit, like, anywhere in the world place would be Santorini. Oh. Which is, like, the island, you know, south of Greece or whatever. Yes. Oh, 
Yes. Like when you watch movies and there's like the... Cut, the, the white. Yes. Like, what is it? Clay? Or what do they yes. use? Some kind On of... The, yeah. Those houses. The, very the like... Hillside. Beachy. Exotic. And exotic and, and just yeah. clean. Yeah. At least it looks clean. It may not be. I don't know. Yeah. That's a great answer though. Yeah. I think that would be super fun. I'm trying to think if I have like a feasible... Grand Canyon is up there for sure, but... I'm trying to think if there's anywhere. I'd love to see the Great Lakes. Hmm. Yeah. And like, go I, up there. I think the older I've gotten, the more I'm like, I want to explore this country. There's so much of this I haven't seen. Yes. Like, when I was younger, it was like, ooh, all of these faraway mm-hmm. countries and stuff. But I'm like, I would love to just visit, like, national parks. Like, take yeah. a summer trip and see, like, all these national parks, whatever. So, yes. yeah. Also, real quick, this will shock everyone if you've been listening for a while. But, so, Sawney Mountain, that's, like, yeah. right here. I was Googling it the other day. It has a beautiful lookout at the top of it, but you but can't you drive to, to it. You have to hike it. It's four miles round trip. Oh, that's not horrible. Which is not horrible. I've been running. I know. And I'm kind of thinking I want to do it. <gasps> Kristen! I know, which is monumental. Are we going hiking? If it's like, we wait like maybe a few more weeks where it's colder. Okay. I think I'd want to go. Let's do it. Okay. I'm growing, people. Look this, at this. This is this is what's happening. This is, yeah, big. Because hiking is, has just always been a no. But anyways, okay. Squirrel. Rain it in. <laughs> yes, rain it in. Okay. So our episode for today, as you already know by the title, is eight things a single person never wants to hear and how to respond to them. Because you're going to hear them. <laughs> oh, yes. So here's kind of how we have set everything up. We have stated these eight questions, statements, whatever. And we're going to, you know, talk about them, but then we're going to give you some different response options. I'll get into that in a minute, but you're going to hear these. And when I read them for the first time, and as we were coming up with them, I'm like, this is so bad that it's funny that these are even actual things people say, but I cannot even tell you, me and Bethany both said how many times we've been on the receiving end of a lot of these. I think I've heard every one of these. Yeah. Uh, I Most of them. I think there's one or two that I don't think I've heard okay. yet. But, yeah. you know, we keep going here. Give it time. It might <laughs> creep up on me. But this is going to be... A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Okay, so we are kind of calling an audible. Yes. Because we did have something else in the lineup for this week. But I was actually having a conversation with some friends a couple weeks ago. And we had seen a list and I was like, you know... Maybe we had to talk about things that single people never want to hear because, okay, we all know the holidays are coming up and that's probably when you're going to hear a lot of these. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I do want to say a couple of things because like Kristen said, we do get a little bit snarky. <laughs> and so I just want to point out one, I, or we, fully understand that most people asking most of these things are very well-intentioned. They're not trying to be rude. They just weren't thinking. Absolutely. <laughs> we realize that. No. And the second thing I wanted to say ahead of time was that most of these responses are going to be when people who don't know you super well are asking these questions. Yes. If someone who's really close to you asks this, it's more of just a conversation. You don't have to come up with the scripted answer. But this is more for when you're at Thanksgiving dinner and your third cousin twice removed whoever is asking you some random thing about, hey, you seeing anyone? Yeah. Actually, that didn't even make the list. No, it didn't that make a, the list. I feel like that one's fair game. That's yeah. a decent question yeah. to ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, they ask you these random questions and you're like, 
I don't even know what to say. Yeah. And normally when you don't know what to say, something really rude or really snarky comes out. Definitely. So, so we want we're to gonna prepare prep you. <laughs> yes. So you don't have to default to the rude or snarky answers. Exactly. So for each question, we're going to give you three responses. Good, the, the bad, good, the, the bad, ugly. the ugly. Literally. We're going to give you a good response, which is a response that we would recommend you use if you're asked one of these questions. We're going to give you a bad response, which is the borderline rude, passive aggressive, or dishonest answer or comment that we do not recommend (laughs) using. And then we're going to give you the ugly response. This is where we had a lot of fun because this is what we think people are actually thinking when they're on the receiving end of these questions. (laughs) However, do not ever use these in real life ever, please, ever, 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 please. And if you do, please don't tell them where you heard it. Exactly. (laughs) The credibility of this podcast. Wait, no, I'm being dramatic. Yes. But the ugly ones are purely just for fun. Just for fun. Just for fun. We know they're snarky. We know it's goofy. We're having fun with it. We are not bitter old cat ladies sitting at home who are going to show people what for. No. Like, we know it's funny. We're trying to be funny. Yes, that's the goal. So we have listeners who tell us we're funny, so we're just trying to live up to the hype, okay? That's basically all we're doing. (laughs) So let's jump in. Okay. First question. Bethany? How's your love life? And this one cracks me up because it's like, what makes you think that is okay to just ask me? Okay, thank you. Because you would never walk up to a married person and be like, hey, how's your marriage? Just out of the blue. Right. Especially someone you don't know super well. Exactly. Or you're not like super involved in their life. So socially unacceptable. Yes. So why? Why is it okay? Why should I? Exactly. I just, (laughs) it's, yeah. This one, but this is probably the most common one of the eight. I think so too. Because this one... It's a variation of the, oh, are you seeing anyone? It is all in the wording. But it's it's a little bit invasive, yeah. I think. Yeah. I would rather someone be like, so are you seeing anybody? Because then I can be like, no, not right now. Yeah. And then that's it. It's a yes or no question. Yes. Yeah. Instead of, how's your love life? Be like, you want me to insert an adjective there? Like, what, right? are, what are you hoping that I say? Be like, oh, great. I just, like, do you see a ring on my finger? No. So, something <laughs> okay. before that. So, what... What is something that would be a good response to that, though? My go-to response would be to say, well, I'm still kind of hoping things work out with, you know, Dansby Swanson or answer your celebrity crush. So I'll get back to you. I love that. It's funny. It's humorous. Yes. It kind of lightens the mood, but then it also deflects and you never actually answer the question. But it kind of tells them, hey, off limits, like, yeah. This isn't okay to ask, mm-hmm. kind of. Because here's my feeling about this question. The only way this question goes well for the person asking it is if the person they're asking is in a great, thriving, wonderful relationship. Because and even then, it's none of your business. Right. But even then, like, okay, let's say, well, one, either nothing's happening, and that's, no one wants to say that, or you just got out of a relationship and you don't want to talk about that either or you could have just started dating somebody or like you're in the very beginning stage yeah. and you don't want to talk to anybody right. about it yet so really unless you're in a committed relationship which most people would know that's this question just doesn't go well just don't so yes. that's kind of my thinking around it okay, okay but what would be a bad response a bad response would be when someone says hey how's your love life if you come back with a not that it's any of your business but it sucks <laughs> how's yours <laughs> like yeah no I, no yeah. The, just don't say that. Yeah, it's... Yeah. That's where the... Again, these are the rude, passive-aggressive right. answers. I I almost feel like the first one is the kind way of saying the same thing. Oh, totally. Because it says, hey, I'm not going to answer your question, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you're kind about it. Yeah. And okay. that's... 
that's the key with all of these is your delivery is just as important as what you're saying. Very true. Because you can say the same thing two different ways and it mm-hmm. have two very different meanings. So very keep true. that in mind too as you're dealing with <laughs> these questions. Okay. Now the ugly response. I came up with this one on my own. Be like, someone asks, you know, Kristen, how's your love life? Well, somewhere between, you know, joining a convent and going on a singles cruise. <laughs> I would love to say that to somebody. And I know, then I'm kind of like, hoping people ask in me the headlines. <laughs> I'd be like, uh. Be like, Kristen's gone crazy. No wonder she's single. That's what people would say. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh, no. That's hilarious. No. Okay. okay, so our second question. Second, this is more of a statement. Okay. I have heard this one a lot, too. People will say, oh, don't worry, you'll find someone. <sighs> Which... First of all, there's two things that this puts on you, the person who's being told this. Mm -hmm. One, it tells you there is someone out there. There may not be. We've talked about this before that you are not guaranteed a spouse, but it's okay. You're not less than if you don't have one. But the other thing it puts on you too is that it makes you feel weird or out of place because the so normal, quote unquote, is to be with someone. Mm. So you just feel abnormal or strange or like the weird one because this is a very like pitying response. Yes, I completely agree. I mean, because I'm looking for the bless your heart in there somewhere. <laughs> it's, it's implied. I feel, okay, is it an implied <laughs> bless think, your heart? I think so, at least below the Mason Dixon line it is. <laughs> okay, and that single people are not to be pitied. No. We talked about we that. We can pity ourselves sometimes. Yeah. But we shouldn't. No. But that is not, it's not a pitiable state. No, we talked about that in our very first episode yeah. we ever did. We said the last thing I want, the things we wish were different about mm-hmm. being single was that people didn't pity me or like treat me like they felt sorry for me because I didn't have someone. Yeah. Well, we had someone send us that, they sent us like a timestamp to a friend's episode. And that was Melanie. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It's Monica and Rachel talking. It's, it's very beginning. Or no, it's a it's flashback. A flashback. Mm-hmm. And so Rachel asks Monica, are you seeing anyone? And Monica's like, no, I'm not. And Rachel goes, oh, oh, it's okay. And Monica's like, I know. I was so proud that that was like, the response that they gave her to Yeah. Say. I know. I, it's okay. Yeah. It's fine. It is fine. So anyway. Yeah. Well, and another thing that is interesting to me about this statement is saying, don't worry, you'll find someone, that is implying that I'm worried about it. Mm -hmm. Which, don't get me wrong, there are definitely days I'm a little worried, (laughs) like, okay. But there are a lot of days where I'm like, I'm enjoying my life. Yeah, and And you should. Yeah, and I'm not sitting around worrying, you know, 24-7 if I'm ever going to get married. No. not saying I don't have those moments, like I said. But that's not how I spend the majority of my time. And people reinforcing the thought that maybe you should be is not helpful when you're trying not to. Agreed. Completely agreed. Okay. Okay, so what would be a good response I would to this say statement? to someone, you know, yeah, if that's what God has for me, then hopefully I'll meet him soon. I just leave that. it at that. Yeah. Because you're being you're one, you're acknowledging truth yeah. in that if it's not guaranteed. What, right. Yes, it's an if, not a win. Right. And you're being optimistic and you're not playing into the Oh, I know. I really wish I would because I'm so lonely. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, now your insides may be saying that, but you don't have to let them know that. Speak truth to yourself yeah. when you're doing this too. Yeah, exactly. So so what you don't want to say though is... Yeah, what you don't want to say is, yeah, you know, do you think I should be looking a little harder? Like, where did you find yours? <laughs> 
I know, you'll find someone, like, you're out there looking behind yeah. trees and bushes. You're like, you know, I already looked in the parking lot and didn't see anybody. Maybe I'll do another lap. I don't know. Yeah. I can get real snarky real I quick, know. people, if we're not careful. We did, we did not have trouble coming up with the snarky responses no. on this one. But, um, yeah, so we've got the good and the bad, the ugly one for this. I'd come, come back with something like, well, man, if I knew he was lost, I would have started looking a long time ago. <laughs> Probably out there just searching for me, and Poor I, guy. I have no idea. He's waiting for me to find him. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, oh man. Okay, so then this one is pro- this next question is probably one of my biggest pet peeves. Mm. Oh yeah. And so I take it a little more personally than I should, and I realize that. So I try to. This is one where I have to really work at remembering. People are not trying to constantly point out that you're single. People are not asking this with bad intentions. They're just. They don't realize how things come across sometimes. Yeah, but they're unaware. One, yes. This one is ask blank to do it or ask Bethany to do it. She's single. I'm sure she's got lots of free time. <sighs> so many things with this one. <laughs> Just because I am single does not mean I have a lot of free time. Those things are not necessarily related. No. I just occupy my time with different things than a married person does. It doesn't mean that just because I don't have a husband and children that just I'm just twiddling around. my thumbs waiting for somebody to ask me to do something. Right. So you have yeah. I yeah, I have things to do and relationships to maintain and hobbies to take part in and right. goals to pursue and just because I do different things with my time than maybe you do or whoever else doesn't mean those things are any less important. And this is where I try to keep that good mindset of just because they're asking this doesn't mean they think that my life is less important. But a lot of times it comes across as, well, you don't have kids, you don't have a husband. So those things are way more important than anything you could be doing. Mm -hmm. And that just rubs me the wrong way. Well, because it's assumed that it's easier for you to sacrifice time doing those things than it would be to sacrifice time with your family. Or that you necessarily always should. Mm -hmm. Because you get guilted sometimes. Yes. Don't buy into the guilt trip. Now, I'm going to contradict myself here for a second (laughs) and say, keep in mind, you are single. And the things you should be occupying your time with... You have time to serve. You have time to give. You have time to do. So fill your life with those things. Be service oriented, but don't be guilted into doing what someone else wants you to do just because they want you to do it to the detriment of other things. Mm -hmm. Don't be selfish, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But just because you already have something doesn't mean you should just drop it and run and do whatever they want you to do. Yeah. So the good response we had for this one, if someone says, you know, ask Bethany to do it. She's single and I'm sure she's got lots of free time. Bethany would say, hey, you know, once they come and ask her to do it. Right. (laughs) Thanks for thinking of me, but I already committed to something else. Yes. And what I would like to also note with this response is it does not include an apology. Right. You do not have to be sorry for committing to other things. So if you have plans with friends to go do something, or if you are supposed to go see your family, or if you We're fill in the blank. take a class or hike yeah. a mountain yes. or whatever. Because apparently that's what we do around here now. <laughs> um, it is okay that you committed to those things. Right. So don't feel like you have to say you're sorry. No, you don't have to be at everyone else's beck and call. Agreed. So in that vein, a bad response would be to say, well, I guess I could move some things around. And rearrange your life mm-hmm. for every little thing. Now, are there times when that's appropriate? Sure. 
Yes. But you know what those are. You don't always have to do that. No. So be honest. Well, and just like any other area of life, the more that you continue to bend over backwards for people, the more you're going to get taken advantage of. Very true. So it's okay to say no from time to time because then people, what is, my boss used to tell me, no one is going to respect your boundaries more than you. Yep. So if you set them and you stick to them, other people will learn to respect mm-hmm. them as well, but you've got to be the one to set those. Right, because if you're always available and always canceling, people are going to more and more say, oh, ask her to do it. She doesn't have anything else. Yeah, she'll always say yes. Right. You know, she'll make it happen. Yep. Okay, and then here for the ugly slash snarky response for this one. <laughs> this one makes me cringe a little <laughs> bit, but also, my like, I've thought this before. Where, you know, someone comes and asks you to do something because you're single. You say, well, did you ask such and such already? Oh, wait, never mind. She has kids and a husband. She's probably too busy. <laughs> And again, don't ever say that. Don't ever say this. We are purely the, y'all know we both are fluent in sarcasm. So this is just, just roll with it. Yeah. Just roll with it. It's been, it's fun. It's all in good fun. Oh man. Okay. Oh my gosh. What's our next question? Our next question. Now, don't you get lonely? It's the worst question ever. (gasps) There's no good answer to this. However, the one we came up with, we'll get to in a second. I'm just kidding. (laughs) What a teaser. I know. Right. But let's just point out first, this one, it bugs me because loneliness and singleness don't have to always be linked. Mm -hmm. You can be single and alone, sure, or lonely. Mm -hmm. You can be single and not lonely. Mm -hmm. You can be married and lonely. Yep. It's just a bad question. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the book, She's Got the Wrong Guy, highly recommend if you haven't read it. We actually read that book in preparation for starting this podcast. Mm -hmm. So a lot of good stuff in there. But he has a quote in, I don't remember what chapter it's in, but he says, I would so much rather be single and lonely than be married and lonely. And that resonated with me so much because I'm like, okay, not that, like you said, loneliness and singleness have to go hand in hand, but it's, I don't, it's a little more understandable if a single person is lonely. Whereas like, you don't expect to be lonely in a marriage. You Mm -hmm. expect this to be your person. You'd always be, you know... Yeah. Like they're there with you and you are... You're a team. A team. Exactly. So I've really just kind of held on to that and be like, you yeah. know what? Yeah, there will be times where I'm lonely as a single person, but you know what? I would rather be lonely now and wait for somebody mm-hmm. who will leave you lonely Not going to leave me lonely when I'm married. Yep, exactly. exactly. So, okay. So the good response here, what we would recommend that you say when someone asks if you're lonely is, you know, yeah, sometimes... Sometimes I am, but I don't think that feeling lonely is unique to being single. You know, it acknowledges, yeah, sometimes Mm -hmm. I do get lonely, Mm -hmm. but then also reminds them that, hey, it's not just because I'm single. Yeah. I think our goal in crafting the good responses for all of these questions is not only just a kind response, but somewhat of an educational response. That's a really good way of putting it. To people, because... Like you said, not all people are totally aware of how this comes across. Right. And so if you have the chance to be really kind and respectful, but also honest, honest and informing people on either what is implied by their question or, you know, your reasoning behind your answer to their question, I think it will be helpful for all parties involved. So that was kind of our mindset as we Mm -hmm. were formulating these. Bad response if someone asks if you're lonely or if you ever get lonely, be like, no, everything's great all the time. I've said it. Yeah. I've done that. Be like, oh, everything's fine. Girls, we know when we say everything's fine, it's it not fine. It is so not fine. Guys also know that too. I feel yeah. like most guys learn that the hard way. Right. But don't 
don't lie just to save face. You know, it's mm-hmm. okay to be honest about this yeah. and say, like, yeah, sometimes it does get lonely, you know, but like Bethany said. But I don't think that's unique to being single. And just don't feel like you've got to cover up the bad parts. I think that right. comes with the, not to sound like old person, but like the social media generation mm-hmm. in us wants to only show the good part, the good and the highlights. And it is okay mm-hmm. to be a little vulnerable and honest in conversations like this. So, yeah. okay, Bethany, what's the so ugly now if you're response? you're feeling a little snarky or what you might be thinking is, well, actually I have these two great friends named Ben and Jerry and they are great company. <laughs> I've come very close to saying this. Honestly. Seriously, though. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, and there's some truth to that. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. There is. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I feel like oh. that's probably the most tame one that we came yes, up with. Yes, for real. For sure. Yes. Okay, number five. We're halfway through. We are. Look at us. Okay, when are you going to settle down and get married? <sighs> Whew, this one. This one makes me kind of sad. It does. Me too. Because yeah, it really I've, does. I don't know if I've ever been asked this one, but I don't. I've been asked it in a form. Maybe yeah, not these exact words, yeah. but yeah, I've been asked this. Yeah, and I think it's sad because it just assumes single people aren't mature or yeah. established until they get married. Yeah, I just haven't reached that level yet. Yeah, and because I, I mean, I think about I have single friends who like own a house. And have a great job and mm-hmm. a dog and a 401k and a car and like all the things that. Right. But just because they don't have a. White picket fence and 2.3 kids or whatever. Yes. And yeah. a spouse, it's like, oh, you're not settled down. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, that's no. not necessarily true. Well, and it puts in your mind and I think it encompasses a culture, especially in the church, that looks as marriage as your finish line. Mm-hmm. Marriage is not the finish line. And I want to point out, too, it's not an inherently better path to the finish line, either. No. Preach. Amen. (laughs) Somebody tweet that. Okay. Well, yeah, because we've talked about this before, where you watch rom-coms. When does the movie end? The wedding. When they get together and they get married. Mm -hmm. And then life's just supposed to be blissful and amazing after that. Exactly. No. But we have this idea of, oh, if I can, it'll all be uphill until I get married, and then we're just going to coast. And I guarantee you... All married people will tell you that that's not true. If you yeah. meet a married person who does tell you that that's a lie, they've probably been married for less than six months. Very true. <laughs> Which, can we just rabbit trail here for a second? Of course we can. It's our podcast. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> Let's talk about just what you said. All married people will tell you that's not how it is. It's interesting to me how many married people come ask these questions and want to know these things as if getting married is just the norm and everybody should want to do it and what's wrong with you if you're not. Mm-hmm. And yet, if you step back and listen to how they talk about their own marriages, half the time, I, what I really want to say to people is why would I want something that is what you like what you mm. talk about half the time? That's so true. So I would put out a challenge there to everyone. Think about how you talk about things. If you're married and listening to this, do you make marriage sound appealing to these single people you know? That's a great point. I think that's so good because I've definitely thought the same thing of like, okay, well, you complain about your husband all the time Mm -hmm. or you are talking about, oh yeah, we have to go to his parents' house again for the holidays or, oh, we have to go do this or, oh, I have to do this because, and I'm like, and yet everyone's pressuring me to do this and I don't have, I can go wherever the heck I want for the holidays (laughs) and I can, you know, I'm just you know, being a little snarky again, tone it down, Kristen. (laughs) But seriously though, it's like this 
two-sided thing of you should get married because that's and I almost feel like I could be totally wrong on this but people almost have the mentality you should get married because that's what you should do Mm -hmm. because that's the next step in life they don't take it as not everybody don't get me wrong there are plenty of people who have told me how wonderful marriage is and who have modeled great marriages It's rough when it's pe- people that are like, they're not talking about how great marriage mm-hmm. is, but then they're telling you that you should do it. Yeah. There's a disconnect there mm-hmm. somewhere. Yeah, that's one thing that's really important to me, if and when I ever do get married. Because trust me, everyone is going to think my husband is like the greatest thing ever. Like, that's something that's really important to me. Yeah. Because it drives me crazy when people, they just vent about their husbands. Now, sure. Do they have quirks? And is he going to be different? And he thinks about things differently and communicates differently. Sure. Mm-hmm. But you know that going in. Yeah. So, yeah. That's just something that's really important to me once I get to that place is, yeah, everyone's going to think he's the greatest thing since sliced bread coming from me. I completely agree. I think that's a great, good rabbit trail. Thanks. It's totally worth okay, the detour. Good, totally good. good. I'm so glad. <laughs> so, a good response to someone asking you, you know, when are you going to settle down and get married? We went with slightly humorous, but then truthful also on yes. this one. So we said, oh, don't say it like that. That makes it sound like marriage is going to make your life boring. Ha ha. <laughs> but then honestly, I really want to be able to settle down with someone without settling. Yeah. Bethany came up with that line. I did not, but I got to say it. And again, with the, she's just pushing out the tweetable <laughs> lines here today, people. If I could only figure out how to use Twitter. <laughs> Half the battle, the contents there is just the the user friendliness is yeah. just not. But it's okay. No, I love that line. I want to be able to settle down without settling. Mm-hmm. And that is perfectly okay to say. Yeah, and think. Oh, totally. Okay. So okay. Bad response. What you should not say, however, is well. If I knew, I'd tell you, <laughs> and then smile. <laughs> Bless uh, my heart. Right. right? <laughs> There's another implied one in there. All right. You poor thing. Yes. Okay. This will probably be my snarkiest. Well, tied for the top one. The last response is pretty snarky. Yeah. The last question. But my ugly response for this one was, well, I'll settle down and get married when you quit asking inappropriate and invasive questions about my love life. See question one. I love how when you do these, you get like double as Southern as you were the rest of the time. I love it. It cracks me up. It's like my alter ego or something has twice the Southern accent. And twice the snark. Yes. Okay. Question number six. Moving right along. This isn't actually a question. Oh, yeah. This is another statement. So when someone walks up to you and says, have I got a guy for you? (sighs) This all depends on who it is. Because most people, I'm like, and you think I trust your opinions on this wine? (laughs) Just checking. It's the internal dialogue going on. Because 98% of the time, you don't trust these people to say. No, you don't. And you're going, what is my face saying right now? (laughs) Yeah. Stephanie calls it facial diarrhea is what she calls it when you can't hide your facial expression. Yes, because on the inside I'm like, warning, warning, warning. I'm like, what is my face doing? Yes, because, I mean, I know we've said this on here before. I think I could count on one hand the number of people I trust to set me up with someone. Like, it is a very small number. I'm trying to think, like, yeah, one hand. Yeah. There might be a couple extra fingers even. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's just a tough one. So, good response. How do you how do you say that nicely that you don't trust them? <laughs> I would just depending on who it is, you're gonna have yeah. to tailor this one a little depending yeah. on who it is saying this mm-hmm. to you. But something along the lines of, oh, you know, I've really only let like a couple of people set me up. It just hasn't gone well in the past, so I just kind of have this rule. But 
thanks for thinking of me. Like, I appreciate it. It's just a boundary, a rule, whatever word you want to use that I have in place. And I just kind of try to stick to it. Yeah. If you are, like, on the fence with this person, you could always kind of, like, you know, listen a little bit and maybe try to get the guy's name. And then if you want to go and, like, look him up on Facebook or something, (laughs) and then you can decide, hey, is this somebody I could see myself? And then be like, okay, maybe I'll let this person set me up. Or if not, then you can be like, hey, I'm sorry, I have this rule. Just like exactly Mm -hmm. what Bethany just said. Yeah. So you can, if they're on the fence, there's a way around it. One thing that I will just throw out there in general when talking about people setting you up, one, how well do you know the person? If you're on the fence or you don't know them super well and you're leaning towards, "Ah, I don't know, probably not. No, don't. Mm. Because if it's someone you have to see regularly who set you up and it went horribly, but you still have to see them all the time, but you don't know them super well to where you can really like just give them all the details of what happened, that's a very awkward place to be. So kind of use that as a good benchmark line there. That's a great point. So bad response for this. The bad and the ugly could really switch back and forth for this one. So the bad one would be like, Karen, I'm sorry if your name's Karen, by the way. This, I just, I hate it for you. Okay, Karen, I really appreciate it, but if it's your nephew for the third time, I am not interested. But thank you, again. For, I really appreciate it. You can just say that over and over, because it softens the blow. But Oh, man. Ah. And then the, the ugly, which this one will slip out before you even know what yes, happens yes. sometimes if you're not careful. Is someone says, I've got the perfect guy. I'm like, oh, did I ask you to set me up? <laughs> it just makes me cringe. I couldn't imagine being on the other end of... You know someone's had to say a few of these. Like oh, yes. More brave and blunt than we are. Yes, very true. Okay, two more. Two okay, more. number seven. And this one is just funny to me because logically it makes no sense. What are you waiting for? Like, oh, uh, it was... Wait- it's up to me? <laughs> like, oh, I wasn't aware. Yeah, so... <laughs> That's not the snark you have that one. <laughs> no, it's just like... What are you waiting for? As if you really have control over that because Mm -hmm. it's not up to you. No. So, which goes right into it. Tell them the good response here. Like The good response for this one would be, well, you know, it's not always easy, but I know God's timing is always perfect. So I'm just really trusting in that. Perfect. I I love that. You can't really argue with that. Nope. What are they going to say? Be like, well. Maybe you shouldn't. Maybe you shouldn't. Yeah. (laughs) Well. Good for you. Yeah. Now, the bad response would be for you to say something along the lines of, well, Jesus is my boyfriend right now. Why do people say that? Because let's let's look at this real quick with the good and bad response. Inherently, you have pulled the God card on both of them. One in a great way and one in an awful way. Yeah. Because... One, Jesus is not your boyfriend. I'm sorry. That's just weird. It's You're not. So, I feel like it's so demeaning. Yeah. Like, the, Jesus is so much more than your boyfriend. Yeah. And yes, there's just so much more to it than that. You can be pursuing your relationship with Jesus. Yes. And focusing on that if you want to take some time off dating. And you can be trusting, like we said before, that God's timing is perfect. And that yeah. he is orchestrating things that you can't see or understand but in regards not, to your love life. But you're not dating him. You're not dating Don't him. Don't say that. No. Also, just the logical side of me is like, he's your heavenly father. So can yes. you just not intermix weird family relational titles? Right. Okay. It's just strange. Yes. So, again, yeah. you can pull the, not pull, pull the God card makes it sound awful, but like. You can say that. You can say that, but there is a good way to say it and a not so good mm-hmm. way to say it. So Bethany, what's the ugly response? I love this response. <laughs> so if someone says, well, what are you waiting for? You just tell them, you know, 
The tracking number said he was supposed to have been delivered about four years ago. And I called UPS, but George wasn't very helpful. And now they just won't respond to my emails. <laughs> Can you imagine the I, look on someone's face if I you mean, said that? I mean, just the deer in headlights. I... <laughs> Oh my god! I may I'd have like to, to use this one one day just I to get that response. I think we need to tell John Christ about this one or something. <laughs> like I feel like that's something he would say in one of his, you know, Southern woman yes. making fun of Instagram stories. <laughs> For sure, I love. Oh this goodness! One. Also, if he had a tracking number, how nice would that be? Can we right? just talk about that for a second? Be like, oh, he's in space. <laughs> that's good to know. All right, last question. Okay. Which, this one breaks my heart, honestly. Like, you know, you're not getting any younger. Like, first, okay, I'm not going to get on a soapbox. I've gone on enough of those. This, I feel like, just implies that you can do something about aging, which we all know, despite the wonderful advances in skincare, we can't. <laughs> yes. Okay? So, and I think particularly... I don't know how guys feel about this one, but particularly with women and the notion of what your body is capable of doing in regards to childbearing the older you get. Like, this is a very sensitive very. subject. Yeah. And I really hope that not a lot of people have been asked this, but I know um, you have. You've said that. Mm -hmm. And I know that there are probably more of you than I would hope that had yeah. been on the other side of this comment. And I am very sorry that you have had to hear that because it's not okay. Again, this is... There's just no excuse for just, this one. No, there's really not. This there, one is... This is the only one where I don't think it's probably well-intentioned when people say this. Yes. Because most of the time, I feel like this one is a follow-up to the first one. One mm -hmm. of these others. Yeah. So I think part of the like the responses that we're talking about, this probably comes when you are a little snarky or yeah. you are kind of passive aggressive and then you get the well, you know you're not getting any younger. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean it's okay for people to say that. No. But I think that's probably where this one comes in more. And this one I have less patience for because oh, totally. I don't think it's very kind. No, and we had a really hard time coming up <laughs> with a good answer for this one. Yeah. Cuz there's not really one. No. So this one, yeah, I think the good, the best thing you can do is just kind of say, oh, I know, and then just kind of laugh and change the subject. Mm -hmm. That's about all I can come up with. Like, yeah. I don't, there's really not some nice way of answering that. Yeah, this is, this is one of those, I'm going to butcher quoting it, but it reminds me of all those verses in Proverbs that talks about, like, the value in holding your tongue mm -hmm. and not feeling like A you have to retaliate. spoken. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I think that's. I would really encourage you to be just praying about the state of your heart when you are asked these questions, because at some point or another, you're, as long as you're single, you're going to come across mm -hmm. these or others like them. And so much of where your heart is, is going to dictate how you respond to it. Mm -hmm. And I think the flesh in you is going to really tempt you to want to retaliate or to say one of these bad or ugly responses. And that's one, not helpful. Two, it's not kind. And three... That's what they're looking for. Exactly. Yeah. And so for you to be able to give a kind, godly, truthful, honest, but, you know, not oversharing response right. is your best bet. Don't feed into the trap of try them trying to get a response out of you. No. You don't have to Let defend yourself. Let it roll yourself. off your back and move on. Yeah. You do not have to defend yeah. your relationship status. Yeah. And I know sometimes you're made to feel like you have to, but you don't have to. Mm -hmm. So... Don't fall into that pressure. Yes. Okay. So that the good response just kind of, <laughs> yeah, 
Thanks. <laughs> uh, like, I feel like I'm aging very well, actually. Yeah. Um, the bad response would be for you to say something along the lines of, well, you know, there's not a whole lot I can do about that, is there? <laughs> again, the cringing. And you said that very nicely. Yeah. The, again, with the it delivery. Could, probably wouldn't come out that nicely <laughs> not. Probably not. Like, what do you think I am, Benjamin Button? No, I can't. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so for the ugly responses, our last one. We, we both had one. We both had one, and we couldn't pick, so we're going to share them. So, okay. Bethany, what so was mine, yours? Because, yeah, this is what just popped out of my mouth when we were going over this. I said, you know, it really means a lot to me that you think so highly of my intelligence that you just think I can stop time. But, spoiler alert, I can't. <laughs> like, Really? Okay. Oh, just, and you should see like Bethany. I know. Hair going back and forth, like her bun on top of her head, going back and forth while she's like getting sassy. Oh my word. Well, mine was short and sweet and to the point. This is the best. But I, if someone said, "Well, you know what? You're not getting any younger, Kristen," I'm like, "Well, actually, I already have my eggs frozen, so I'm good to go." <laughs> Thank you. Thank next. you. Next. Like no, because that's really what you're implying is yes. that you think I'm not going to be able to have children, mm-hmm. which also. Last none of your business. One, it's none of your business. But two, do you really think that age confines God's plan? No, it doesn't. Newsflash. Go read the story of Sarah and Abraham if you need <laughs> proof of that. I'm not even anywhere close to that. So, okay, enough with the snarkiness. All of that to say, we had a lot of fun with this yes. episode. A lot of humor, a lot of sass, but a lot it's of encouragement. Yes, and hopefully you will take the advice we only stated in the good responses, not in the bad or ugly ones. Feel free to talk about the bad and ugly ones with your friends, though. That would be a fun conversation. But we wish you all the best as you begin to walk into the holiday season and seeing all of the people that are going to ask you questions about your love life and your singleness and your loneliness and your What you're waiting on. Yeah, what you're waiting on. All the things. But you can do it. We are cheering for you. We're walking right alongside you in this as well. So if you have any funny stories... We would love to hear them, actually. We would love to. Of questions you've asked and answers you've given, because if we can't laugh about ourselves with all this, what's the point, right? Exactly. So, that's all we have for today, guys. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back on Friday with another Couchcast, or sooner if you go sign up to be a partner. Yes! Again, lookingforthemiddle.com, go to the resources tab. Everything you need to know is there. But, until next time, I'm Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle. Mm -hmm.